2: The Champions League makes its case against Andrea Agnelli, and it is delicious. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 10th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And
3: I'm Eddie Russell.
2: You little cherubs, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good. Very well. How are you, Kate? I'm all right. Still reeling off the uh, information that you did a gap year, Luke. Uh, no,
4: that's not, <laughs> that's not
2: correct.
4: That's not strictly correct. Tell us more. I was inside. Yeah. 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 For um, for petty theft.
2: Oh, right. What yeah. did you go for?
4: I uh, stole everyone's opinions. <laughs> apparently according, according to this someone's watched free <laughs> meek <meat> recently <laughs> yeah
2: yeah alright yeah. some lovely lo- some lovely lockups down in New free, Zealand were
4: there I, th- I think that um, I think that it's I miss- didn't
2: get a gap year by the way just in case you're wondering no didn't have the money no <laughs> Now that is a joke we could all get behind.
4: <laughs> I don't. I don't know why people don't support me when you so obviously bully me on this show. <laughs> like, I get no sympathy about that. No sympathy at all.
2: Oh, sorry. Do you want a bit yeah. of sympathy? I, I
4: prefer when Pete used to take the piss out of me. Really? Why? What creative. More- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I feel so hurt. At least, yeah, know I've got Brassel on my side, haven't I, Brass?
4: Exactly. Yeah. Brassel's on everyone's side all the time. Sinister. Yeah. The only person who likes more people than Andy is Jim White, as we discussed earlier, who likes everyone. Even like genuinely terrible people, Jim White still likes. Them. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we probably haven't got time for that now. No.
2: And we Not can't list football them. football last night. Bloody we hell. We can't list them, can we? We're no. here all day. So, I'm really happy about this game for many reasons. One of them is that I love to hear Brassel say Porto.
3: Porto. Yeah. Hello. I just wondered that was very skillful, Kate. I wondered how you were going to get from passive bullying to Pepe, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. and yet you've managed it.
2: What a bloody game! I haven't enjoyed a game of football as much as that
3: for a long. I actually time. can't
2: even think yeah. when I have. I was. I was going to say I really enjoyed that 5-4 FA Cup game with Spurs, but obviously they lost in the end. But that was like
3: as exciting and oh, that, dramatic as that, that, I like, That felt like too many goals. I, I don't, oh, I don't know. I felt like the Taking goals the had to be worked for here. Obviously, yeah. there were less goals What's and they were spread over more the, time.
4: Given that Chancellor Bember and Pepe were in centre-back, <laughs> you had to work for the goals. But
3: Pepe's still amazing. Pe- Pe- people, people think oh. I'm talking shit when I say that. But now... Yeah. It's it's a bit like for me it's a bit like the Barcelona 8-2 to Bayern Munich. Yeah. It's like the rest of the world knows I'm not mad or yeah. at least not about this thing.
2: <laughs> Porto were incredible. They harried, they defended, they were down on their hands and knees by the end Ooh. of it. They played for what 6 oh god my maths is terrible. 66 minutes or so without uh with without an extra without the normal number of men. Yes. It was
4: why don't people reference it that way more often in professional football broadcasting?
2: They, they now no longer have the, n- the normal number of
3: men.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit of a prick though, wasn't he? Kicking the ball away. Oh,
3: Jesus. You, I, you say that, I wondered... When he did that, I wondered if the referee A could have shown a little bit of leniency as he showed a few Juventus players who were on a yellow card. Certainly after that, Ooh. I thought, particularly um, Quadrado, who could have been booked probably about eight times. Yes. But I think it, it, A it reminded me a bit of the Van Persie. At Camp No, because he hits it so quickly after the whistle went. Yeah, and that all, was a terrible decision at the time, though. And yeah, it, still it, was it was, and obviously there's crowd noise. I mean, to Ramey going, I can't hear that. It's, <laughs> it's just not going to fly, is it? Yeah. Despite the fact he did do that. But I think the thing is now, players are conditioned to play, or have started to be conditioned to play past the whistle. Yeah, like before, mm. you play to the whistle, you play to the flag. Whereas now, oh, it might get Vod. Let's stick yeah. it in the net. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, think I, I think it's a little harsh in, a really in, good point. in that
2: sense. Oh my goodness, you've completely made me reassess my entire view again. Yeah, he does a lot, Andy. It's, it's amazing.
4: Yeah, it's annoying. Um, I, I would just like to bring to the table that Cristiano Ronaldo mm. absolutely embarrassed himself in that wall for that free kick. Oh. I mean, I'd have no idea what he was doing there. For a player who has achieved so much in the game, is obviously an athletic specimen... To turn your back like that and to kind of shy away from a free kick that was going along the ground. Now, of course, I know he didn't know it was going along the ground when he made that decision. (laughs) But it's a Champions League knockout game. Apparently, your motivation for still doing all this is you want to win the Champions League again. You don't want to win it that much, do you? He won't take a ball in the nuts, Andy. What's going on?
3: (laughs) Well, Rabiot didn't do wonders for it as well. And Vojcičesni might have done a little bit better as well. Although you can say he wasn't expecting the ball to come to him and he maybe didn't see it properly. I mean, it was a bit of a catalogue of... Accidents, but did you not think it was really, really poor? No, it was dreadful, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was dreadful. But I, I'm not sure if there can really be a, a case for individual blame. I think there are a lot of Juventus um, players and you know, maybe even the coach that you can have a, a little blame of. Uh, it's funny, I was reading James Horncastle's article on the Athletic on it this morning or on Ronaldo's future or what Ronaldo's future might be, and uh, he just had this little line in it about how um, Fabio Capello are to the rugby player because he only ever <laughs> he only ever passes it sideways or backwards. Uh, I enjoyed that. That is excellent. Um, I enjoyed Miguel Delaney describing Ronaldo
4: as a, oh. a siege weapon that needs to be wheeled into position. <laughs> <laughs> like, so
2: that's like one of those capa- catapults Don't in the get Middle the, Ages. Or...
4: Trebuchet.
2: Trebuchet. We had a lot
4: of trebuchet chat on this show down the years. Look, if, if, we had, we had a, a proper running battle between two listeners who were medieval weapons experts oh my via God. the email yes. section. If, so. I,
3: if I felt that my future was to leave Juventus and be wheeled out to Greenwich is Naval College? I, I think I could or to larp,
4: just to larp. <laughs> so basically, all you do is you spend your weekends doing live action role play weekends um, with medieval weaponry. Ronaldo won't want to do that. Did- he, he doesn't want. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to want the ball.
3: oh, but it, it wouldn't be like in Peep Show where like someone's going, "Are we the baddies?" If you're with Ronaldo, you're definitely yeah, the, the baddies. baddies.
4: If you could roll Ronaldo up, put him in a catapult, and fire him towards the goal at the same time a cross <laughs> that's not him.
2: the most useful use of Ronaldo, though, is it, Luke? I mean. <laughs> seems like you know a lot about... You will get your money's worth, though. I mean, you pay
4: him a lot of money. The next thing you can do is get it rolled up into a ball get into a You catwalk. seem to
2: know a lot about LARPs. LARPing. LARPing, I do, yeah. Me
4: and Pete do it every weekend.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> What's your favourite... I'm a... Uh, I dress up as like a medieval wizard and cast spells. And Pete's a little... But that's one. not real. That's like, so the
2: whole point, was it? It was supposed to be like pretending to be real. Like well, wizards aren't real. You did nothing
4: about it ten seconds ago. Now you're an expert.
2: Bluffing your way out of it.
4: And Pete's like a little goblin fella. Like A bit like Gollum. He walks has his little loincloth on.
3: Do, do you reckon this could be Juventus's next venture, seeing as the Champions League clearly doesn't work oh for them? Oh, my God. I mean, been... I mean uh, do you think, Kate, the reason you enjoyed this game so much, not just because it was an excellent game and mm. very exciting and there were lots of twists and, you know, there was a beginning, middle and end to it. In fact, there were probably two or three middles to mm. it. Mm. But the fact that it came just after Andrea Agnelli had his little... This is the future of football. You're yeah. so
2: transparent, Anneli. Yeah. You are so transparent. Yeah, yeah you might be right. When, supposedly when you're writing, when you're plotting out a novel, a good thing to do is to keep the points of... Te- like, a crime, like a crime thriller. The point is to keep the points of tension all quite close together. Mm. So you have little lulls, but then you keep there being really
3: key moments of... So like um, the start of the second half where you get the key A's of goals and the sending off. Exactly. Yeah. It's like right. it
2: was plotted. You're exactly right. right. Uh, there's so much incident that it's it's impossible to, to think about all of it. And, and the... Like by the end, in the fourth minute of injury time, after all of the extra time, there was still like Juventus still looked as though they might score. It was just so there, exciting there,
4: there, right up until the end. There was also a great bit when um, when um, Porto scored that free kick. We just we talked about yeah. earlier. The way the camera shot was—you just saw all the Porto subs running across the very bottom of the screen yeah. in their bits <laughs> onto the pitch. It was, it was crazy the way it was framed, that, that like sort a little of, animation. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that sort
3: all of raucous celebration is what you want. Funnily enough, it's what made me love Italian football so much as a kid. The fact that you know if someone scored, it was just such a such a palava. Yeah, you know you get like fifteen ball boys getting involved, loads of people in club coats that you don't really know what they're doing there. There's never any goals.
4: That's why. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The thing I like probably most of all, as we move on to talk about Dortmund, is um, I think Andrea Pirlo, mournful, might be the best Andrea Pirlo. Oh yeah.
4: I felt sad for him. No,
2: he looks. But oh I
4: He looks amazing anyway.
2: But when he's mournful, that yeah. he looks like he's going to look into your soul, is, is that and tear S- out your heart. Is that
3: better than <laughs> smiling, Pepe? Smiling Pepe. I looks suppose weird. so. Because he was he was relishing it too much, wasn't he? He he loves the struggle. But the thing with Pirlo, that you're right, that that sort of mournful face on the touchline oh, throughout. So... A, I think it just made him look like a little boy with a beard and out of his depth, next to Conce who was on top of it. And Maybe the way that it unfolded tactically made me think that. But the thing that made me feel less sympathy for Pirlo, and it's not his fault, or it's not all his fault anyway, the fact that at the end, him and one of his assistants came and had a go at the ref. And it's like, come on, mate. You played like that in the first half and you think you can have a go at the ref.
4: Like, serious? Come on. Conce Sal is a man's man. I mean, he's a man who looks like a man among a lot of other men and Yes, I mean compare I mean, and you, you know, we were all fans of Pirlo here with his beard and his, his kind of far off thousand yard stare and everything. But Conte Sal means business. Yeah, you're right. He's, he looked going like a
3: child all the way to the top. Sergio Conte Sal, no doubt yeah. about it. Pirlo Man, looked, know,
2: looked like a child. You're right. He looked lost. That's child, what it
3: was. That's why a, it was so gorgeous. A child with a beard. Weirdly,
2: <laughs> yeah, no no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's got testosterone, but he's still ultimately not a grown up. Um, speaking of which, Erling Holland scored twice and sent Dortmund through against Sevilla 5-4 on aggregate in the end this one I can't say I watched a lot of it because I was sort of living through every moment of the port. Porto mm. Porto port,
4: port. Port,
2: port. sometimes
4: game. Andy says no as a Portuguese person as well go on no, no. <laughs> It just sometimes drops in there.
2: It's so you, fancy, good. you fancy doing that now. Where's <laughs> that come from? I thought it was your cat. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. my
3: petulant side.
2: of course all of the, the penalty incident we can talk about that. But I also really enjoyed the I thought the first little goal was was really cool, the one that actually stood. Mm. The the little amazing assist from Marco Royce and then just so not like as nonchalant as when nonchalance was first invented in the in the late nineteenth century. And then <laughs> and then lifting up Marco Royce. Like as a, a, a cup. Like a cup. Yeah. Oh, brilliant.
4: My favourite moment of the whole game was something you've alluded to which was the disallow goal where Erling Haaland who's I think what, 20 years old Mm. um, he he just battered a defender onto the floor (laughs) just smashed into him and that is your worst nightmare as a defender bloody hell this kid's only a He's only a boy,
3: and Fernando's (laughs) tough enough. I mean, obviously he's smaller than him, but he just shoved him over, didn't he? he?
4: Smashed him out the way. He was like a proper—he's a proper iron fist in a velvet glove, isn't he? Did
3: you did you see? Talking of that assist for the first goal, did you see the tweet that Cesc Fabregas made about Marco Royce and said, "Oh, good old Marco Royce! What a player he would have been." If not for the injuries, oh, he's still been bloody good. Yeah, in, in, in fairness, necessary
2: neg, isn't it? he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. been
3: on the cover of FIFA a little bit too much, and I yeah. think that is what make is making Cesc feel sore. I mean, I remember going into a, a Sainsbury's superstore in South London a couple of years ago, mm. and Are they still call superstores probably not <laughs> a, a large a large Sainsbury's just uh, say and Sainsbury's see, <laughs> and seeing like a cut out Marco Royce there
4: that's that's too much see I I'm mean on, I'm on Seth's side there yeah. that's too much Yeah, you don't need a, I mean the cut outs of Marco Royce in British supermarkets is way over and above his reputation
3: deserves yeah i think so but nice other- size did you say Wow, which is only right about that big.
2: That's six foot. He's <laughs> only really six foot. Is it? That's he why I was so small. That's because he was being Wiring,
4: lifted up by a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was an amazing story that came out about Harland, wasn't there, related to Man United? Go where, on. Where he, um, where Man United wanted to sign him, but they got the time of the meeting wrong because oh, they forgot my. the time difference between. I mean, area. that's bullshit, right? Surely that's. Well, a you say that. Crap. You say that. I'm going to give you two words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ed Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> okay sold, sold.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so, so the idea is that the United official was told to call Holland's agent thrash out a, a 3 million 3 million pounds yeah. deal cheeky
4: mm. stuff wouldn't get one of his toes now would it wouldn't
2: um, maybe the little one no. anyway uh, at 9am Everton also interested but only Salzburg rang ran in at the correct time sliding so doors
3: awkward. well i i know i know it's a nice, nice story to say it's sliding doors but he's got a career plan and he, really he, he wouldn't he wouldn't have gone there anyway oh
2: andy coming
4: in with his facts Pathetic. Sometimes. Sorry, with my pen. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't
3: have gone there. Bursting your balloon.
2: You only would have gone to Sainsbury's Superstore. <laughs> well, Holland was supposed to, was a member of the Norwegian Man City supporters group for ages, wasn't he? Yeah, I know, too, that's until, really Until sweet. like last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only young,
4: isn't he? You forget, he's
2: young. He probably wants to be spending... A year time. ago, all right. Sorry, I'm exaggerating. But, but anyway, he's realised that who it
4: remembers
3: doesn't look Who to great. withdraw from a Facebook group?
4: Well,
2: I'm not even on Facebook, so... Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to move on from some of your... Slightly unusual. A game with the bullying, so I won't get any sympathy, Andy.
4: I won't get any sympathy for this. I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> Just a lot
4: of being dealt.
2: Well, Arden becomes the fastest player to have ever reached 20 goals in the Champions League. He did it after 14 games. What a joker. It took Lewandowski 36 games, Mbappe 40, slow coach, and mm. uh, Ronaldo 56. As discussed, mm. he's a trebuchet. Uh, Jude Bellingham, also excellent, but there's going to be plenty more on this uh, with you, Andy Brassell, isn't there?
3: Yeah, there will be. Um, we'll be looking into it all on OTC on Thursday, which will be me, Donovan Adebayo, and Nicky Bandini. So we're getting lots of that Juventus blowback. Can you also go ask them if any of them feel like Jude
4: Bellingham reminds them of Brian Robson? Okay. I, I will do. Dotton's older, so he might remember.
3: The thing is, he looks more durable than Brian Robson. Oh, which, yeah. Well, which is I mean, amazing yeah. at 17 years old. Can we talk about the... It'd be the... quite
4: hard to find a football that isn't more durable than Brian Robson. <laughs> <to be> possibly,
3: <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Certainly these days. Yeah. Did, did, did we talk... We didn't talk about the the Haaland penalty thing, did we? No, like it was that just, was, it was fun. The,
4: the, I mean, the the penalty that was disallowed, then there was an amazing second save, then an amazing block. It was an incredible passage of play, which which I know that on the statute books won't actually (laughs) represent anything anyway because nothing was scored and then it was disallowed. But I kind of feel like that's an amazing passage of play that is now forever lost to the annals of time. That that didn't officially happen in football terms now, did it? Because the referee ordered the retake. You
2: have to keep it alive. I actually think you should make it your life's goal to retain that. We should meet every year. And (laughs) speak. LARP it.
3: (laughs) I, I remember buying 101 great goals as a kid. I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine buying a VHS now, but buying 101 disallowed penalty so saves. Baker and
4: Kelly should do a VHS nice. again in yes. 2021 of the 100 lost passages of play. I like Email you. them in. It, tweet them. Whatever the... Show it at <laughs> Com. Get it in. All the,
3: all the things that have been lost. Also, I think what was lost in the aftermath of that when uh, Erling Haaland baited Bono and all the Sevilla team got very very <laughs> upset assist of the season really by Matteo More yeah. who you know we talked about you talked about um Holland lifting up Marco Royce but actually More who's even smaller than Marco Royce managed to grab Holland around the neck wrestle him to the floor in the pretense of a celebration but he was really stopping him getting wha- getting whacked by Lucas Campos mm. which was all very right. very skillful it reminded me you know of that famous Lucas Podolski, Nuri Shahin thing mm. when they were at Cologne and Dortmund. And they, they had that bit of to and fro. And then Shahin scores the winner in stoppage time. Just and it's a it, really thing. wet pitch. Yeah, yeah. It does the massive knee slide, slide past Podolski. And Roman Weidenfeller comes rushing from his goal and gets in Podolski's face so Shahin doesn't get the second booking. Now that is great captaincy. It always makes yeah. me think of like Roman Weidenfeller being like the German football's Kevin Costner. Yeah. I can always feel Whitney houston playing in my head when I see the highlights yeah.
4: of that. <laughs> sort of thing Jens Lehmann would do as well. German goalkeepers generally are very good at creating distractions. Yeah, but if, if Jens Whether Lehmann... Whether a it's contract gonna... like Neuer or a, or a, a stealing a <laughs> fan's glasses
2: like Jens Lehmann. If Jens
3: Lehmann is going to charge from his goal and do something unusual, I mean, it doesn't have to be provoked. It doesn't yeah, have true. to be that for a reason, true. does that it? That is true.
2: More Champions League to come tonight. Of course, Liverpool playing. Um, and we know, perhaps... That Jürgen Klopp will not be Germany boss, no, in the near future. Despite the fact that Jürgen Love has announced on his Smooth Classics at Seven show that <laughs> that he will be leaving at the post at the end of the season. That's the easiest job in radio. That Smooth Classic station.
4: You're be- listening because all you got to do, obviously, first of all, classic pieces. Is of this the ASMR? Music. No, 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 no. We- <laughs> everyone listening Kate's just discovered today what ASMR is and she's finding it very difficult to get her head around it we need Pete to explain more accurately we'll come on to that shortly But Pete can
3: do it in the voice as well but, can't he if he's got rock, those skills
4: yeah, I think, absolutely yeah. oh, it's sickening if, if, um, <laughs> if, if you're working on like a classical radio station first of all the pieces of music are all about 10 minutes long right? Mm. first and foremost second so all you've got to do because it's so chilled out every 10 minutes you just go the unmistakable sound <laughs>
3: of Brahms and that's
4: it and the, music the thing comes is again. I thought when there that's were long
3: pieces of music like that you have to go reload reload <laughs> yeah, text <rewind>. me on <laughs> 8569
4: <laughs> rewind <laughs> a rewind Kate is in the drum and bass of Jungle <laughs> 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 anyway Yogi Love yes. only, only love can break your heart
2: quite and yeah. he has kind love of love comes of to town by leaving has he broken too anyone's late? heart he's left too late no he's I, done a so, Roy Jones so, Jr. thing
3: yeah maybe I, th- I think it's, it's interesting that everyone piled on Klopp immediately. I mean, Klopp has said that sometime in the future he's interested in Germany. But a before you get away from get even get onto the ridiculousness of Liverpool getting rid of him now, which is mm-hmm. I, I think it's totally off Hang the on, table. He's lost six home
4: league games in a row. Why would Germany want him? <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> well, they're very good at that already, losing at, <laughs> yeah. lo- losing at home. Embarrassing. All the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you look at someone like that who's so involved I, I find it hard to see him being a national team coach yeah, yeah. yeah. I think to me before I think that's probably good point film, yeah. the, the, the Hansi Flick one is, is interesting because he's oh, a shame for him though I think at this point
2: I don't think he should be doing that at this stage isn't but, this a sort of retirement gig yeah no disrespect well, that's, to go that's, to Southgate. that's how everyone
3: <laughs> thinks of international football these days but the thing is with Hansi Flick is he's had a bit of time away from it. He's done so brilliantly at club level, which is not necessarily completely applicable to international football. But I think it's the fact that he's got this really quite publicly terrible relationship with Hassan Salahamazic, who's the sporting director of of Bayern. So when it comes to discussing contracts, player futures, all that sort of stuff, there's a lot more stuff that could happen. I mean, I think people will look at it and think it is ridiculous because he's won everything with Bayern. Why would Bayern want to get rid of him? I don't think it's just that angle of it. There's a lot more to it.
4: Okay, I liked it when Yogi Love scratched his balls and sniffed his fingers.
2: Yes, yeah, sorry, we were supposed to do our favourite. I mean, that's... Come on. You see,
3: we that's all, the, I that's think the we thing already... That's the known for. Yeah, we already we're already in the World Cup. I we already really discussed, <laughs> didn't we, that I, I I, had that Lego figure of him, which can hold a tactics board, but fortunately, with Lego <laughs> hands, cannot scratch scratch and sniff his own bollocks. <laughs>
2: Supported. Did you not feel pity for him when that all blew up? No, I thought the man is standing on
4: the touchline <laughs> of one of the world's biggest sporting events, scratching his nuts and sniffing his fingers in view of about 45 <laughs> cameras. <laughs> in what world is he going to get any sympathy for that?
2: He's just showing he's really comfortable with the job. It he wasn't for the curtain in really his home. hotel room, <laughs> with a long lens, was it? He just knows how to make himself at home. He was just demonstrating his complete confidence in, in his job. And that's
4: fair enough that maybe he wants to own it. I'm just saying that's what I'd always be known for. Yeah. Isn't it Anyway. Well,
2: anyway. He, Yeah, he thinks he's had had some great triumphs, but ultimately it all boils down to Luke's the memory of his nuts. nuts. Yeah. Not just
4: my memory. Everybody's. We've never had such a response when that happened on the (laughs) round. Anyway, I've got. I've I've been told to to tell everyone that over on this week's episode of Between the Lines with the excellent Melissa Reddy, uh, Melissa delves into the relentless pressures that referees are under in football in 2021. She speaks to former Premier League referees and amateur referees as well about their experiences on the field and what can be done to help them, as well as the sways of rule changes and how to fix VAR. Mm. All you need to do, listeners listening wherever you are is just search Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy in your podcast app to listen and subscribe now and I would strongly recommend you do so it's a fantastic show every episode is great really revealing really uh, eye-opening as well so and this episode is no exception so that's Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy search it wherever you get your podcasts and listen and subscribe
2: brilliant stuff do it in fact do it now Hi, I'm Danny Welbeck, and you're listening to the
3: Football Ramble. We've got one here from Steve Whoa, Durr. Boy! You've <laughs> got
4: a jingle first, big man. He's careful We have that. the jingle, don't we? That's the, that's the Android. Jingle. Oh, fuck. Also, oh, like, give Danny Welbeck a bit of credit. Give a bit of time to give Welbeck. is that guy. Welbeck
3: is that guy. You say that, but Steve Durr's getting mentioned twice, so he's happy about he's it. He sure is, actually, yeah. Three times now. Yeah. That's
2: a great point. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble. It's me, Brass, and Luke. In your ears. And so are these.
1: Just
3: know what time it is. It's Steve Durr time. (laughs) He's been in touch regarding Jules Medical Advice on Monday. This past summer, my friend and I were swimming in the ocean in Charleston, South Carolina when he was stung by a jellyfish. I told him he needed to pee on it, but being a medical doctor, he disagreed. Turned out, it's exposing the sting to the air above the water that creates most of the pain. If you rub off the area, you were stung very well before leaving the water. It's supposed to reduce the pain. Not done any research to confirm this, but he is a doctor, so maybe this can help people in need instead of dousing themselves with piss. We're not talking about them dousing themselves with piss. We're talking about a concentrated area. Yeah.
4: I like the idea of two men standing yeah. on the beach, screaming at the top of their voices,
2: piss on it. I'm not pissing on it. You
3: piss on it.
4: I don't want
2: to piss on it. <laughs> uh, so you've got to rub yourself off instead of, yeah. Le- instead uh, apparently of pissing. So, okay. That's apparently
3: the football so. ramble position. Rub <laughs> yeah. yourself off. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um,
2: Horses... Horses for causes, I guess. Although yeah. a medical doctor has called for it, and and thank you, thank you, Steve. I thought it was something. Thanks, in, I thought it was something in the
4: the kind of chemical makeup of urine that meant it, it um, essentially um, assuaged, if that's the word, um, the, the the infection or the pain or whatever. Well, that was
2: the delusion that Jules was apparently labouring under. No, but, but I
4: don't think it is a delusion. I think I kind of agree that that is the case. Because I remember my. My granddad had a similar thing when he was in in um, on holiday somewhere, and it was the same situation. I'd he th- also pissed on himself. Had to, had to. But then this is probably back in the eighties, so medical <laughs> medical innovations probably moved on since then. Um, generally speaking, we're not we're not treating medical ailments with piss. Generally, are we?
2: I would say leeches.
3: That's what
4: you want to use. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't listen to us.
4: No. Yeah. We're not medical.
3: Okay. So, <laughs>
2: My, or that would be my call on this. Chris Hines also written in uh, something far, that we can deal with far more efficiently in response to Jim's call for football music crossovers. It's not that obscure, but worth a reminder that Clint Dempsey of Fulham and USA fame is also a rapper with the moniker Deuce. He
4: is. We talked about it a few years ago and... Um... There is a video, it might still be around, just search it on YouTube. There's some kind of, it might be a video game launch, it might be an announcement of Clint Dempsey signing for an MLS team or something, but um, he raps, he does actually rap, and he's got a basketball shirt mm-hmm. and some glasses. Uh, it's not great, to be honest, um, but he, he does try
3: very hard. Well, there are two issues with this. Mm. Firstly, he's not a Dutch forward. Yeah. And secondly, weren't you some sort of... Um, uh, bubblegum pop band as well.
4: You don't have to be a Dutch forward to be involved in music. I mean, I'm thinking Royston Drenter. He wasn't really a forward. Edith got involved. Winger? Well, I think he yeah. falls
3: into that category. Fair enough.
4: I mean, we should also say that when we did the Ramble Meets with Danny Murphy, I think it was a Danny Murphy episode, he said that... He's Clint- not a rapper, is he? <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. He once said that Clint Dempsey reacted to some bad team news. Um, he reacted so poorly mm. that he punched a plate glass window and sliced himself up badly Clint Dempsey did that got a temper on him apparently
2: bloody hell okay well write in tell us more I think we need a lot more we need a medical columnist basically don't Mm. we on here show at footballramble.com if you have any medical queries go to NHS direct please
4: yeah or do what we do (laughs) just ask Pete (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, now it's time for let me add a little bit of spice to that, Yeah, one of my favourite... Uh, is that a jingle?
3: Or just a clip, in it? One of my favourites of all time. Is that Christian a jingle though? or is that something that's been used in Luke's game and you've recycled?
4: Yeah, I've recycled it. Um, I've got a new game. I've got a new game for you guys. I haven't got a jingle or a name for it as yet, huh. but mm-hmm. the guys have prepared a couple of little bits and pieces for me. We're workshopping, um, is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, so, I mean, we might hear some some production a bit later on, but if you like the game, email in... Uh, tweet in can't text in I don't know why I said that tweet in give us a name for it what we're going to do is we are going to play a higher or lower type game based on Andy's knowledge we're going to test Andy What's, what's, what's the, the game limits? called? I haven't, got a, I, just, I haven't got a name for it. I just said that's that. It's
3: like Luke's Game 2.
4: No, I didn't even want to call the first game Luke's Game. It just got stuck as that. Right.
2: It's, it's, you can see why people would find that hard to believe. Yeah, well,
3: yeah, quite. It has dulled me.
2: Um, but Andy, we're going to play for it
4: and
3: see how we go. So basically... If I win it, can I name it after me? You can't yeah, not win it, All right, it, no, that, that's fair.
2: No, it, how can you not win it no, if it's, it's just you? I'm not in this. You'll see. I'm just sitting back. You'll see. Oh. If you get
4: to 10, you can choose the name of the game. Okay. If you don't, the listeners will. Okay? Okay. All right, so it's you versus the listeners. Okay. Um, we're going to go... But don't say it up like that. <laughs> it's you versus everyone else in the world. <laughs> First of all, you're going to choose a number to pick the category you're going to be playing on. And it could be, for example, international caps. It could be pro appearances, goals, international goals, and so on. So I need a number from you between one and five. Five. Straight away, five. Okay. Five is international caps. How exciting. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the, a player and you're going to tell me if they achieved a higher or lower amount of international caps than the previous player. Okay? That's how easy it is. So what you got to do... Okay, quite
3: I, easy. Think yeah. that, well, I think i follow that. Yeah, so right.
4: it'll, be, it'll become quite fairly clear. Um, so I have 10 players here and if you get all 10, you can name the game. All right, Okay. Go. So your starting player is Sergio Ramos and at the time of recording... He has achieved 178 international caps. Yes. So your next player, and all you've got to do is tell me if it's higher or lower and um, see if you can get to 10. <laughs> the next player is Sergio Busquets. Lower. Correct, that's one. He's got 120 caps. 120 caps for Sergio Busquets. Okay. Your next player, has he got more or fewer international caps than Sergio Busquets? It's Ivan Rakitic. More. Oh, fuck. You're not playing. Sorry. Look at Mason.
3: Less. Fewer. Yes. Two. Damn. 106. I only said less rather than fewer to annoy Kate and because she interrupted.
4: Yes. Yeah. Out of order, Kate. Um, by the way, the reason Kate's not involved is because if I tell her she's playing a game on this show, I have a week of nervousness. <laughs> but She never stops messaging me about how badly she's going to do. So I'll just cut her out. Of it. So even racketed. It's because I, I need to get focused is why. Yeah. So you've got two so far. Okay. Next up, 106 caps for Ivan Rakitic. The next player is John Terry. Fewer.
2: Uh-uh. That's what? also correct. Oh my god! 78 How caps. How are
4: you doing this? 78 caps. People, this thing can play along at home. That's three. After this, Peter Cech. More. That's four. Peter hmm. cech has got 124 international caps. 124. Okay, your next player, Ashley Cole. Fewer. That's five. 107. Goalkeepers always get more. 107. Yeah, you'd have to go.
3: Don't diminish my achievements. Especially as I'm only halfway through.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Here we go. Has he got fewer or more than 107 international caps? Stuart Pearce. Fewer. That's six. 78. Okay, now's where it gets really tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Higher or lower than 78? Fizzer. Fewer. (laughs) that's correct got three players to go watch as the mention
2: of Fizzer makes things more difficult
4: (laughs) Fizzer Fizzer got 59 actually It's a lot of international caps for a man who literally exists as a figure of fun on this show from now on Uh, so 59 for Phil Neville Fizzer next player player number 8 of 10 Paul Gascoigne more he says more Mason's shaking her head. She has no idea what's
2: going on, but she's shaking her head. What do you think? I'm not convinced, but I got two wrong already.
3: Paul Gascoigne got less than 59 caps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you lose.
3: That breaks my heart.
4: He got 57, sadly.
3: No. So you
4: got, as far as I can work <laughs> out, you got to play a number seven. That is the benchmark. That's right. the benchmark. There are 10 to go every time we play this game. The record currently stands at seven. What are the other categories?
3: Um, Can you tell me that? Or is that yeah, classified information? Category- I want to play now. You can't. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. This is so
2: like the playground again. This is. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, I have to, why was everything always a two-player game? I don't know. There'd be two people. It'd be a two-player game. There'd be three people. it would be a three-player game. It was never a mace number of people play a game. It's because the
4: whole world is your game, Kate. Right. The whole world is your playground. Um, mm. The other categories are international goals, uh, pro appearances, Just general amounts of professional goals. It's different every time. Okay. Uh, But you got international caps this time and you got seven players, which is very good, but you still technically lose. Okay. Back to you.
2: Does that mean I win?
4: Yeah, why not?
2: Thanks. Um, Give a moment now as it's. um, (laughs) (laughs) As Brussels looking really miserable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To reflect on the year that we've had, as this week it's a year. It's a bloody year since football shut down as a result of COVID. It, it feels like a hell of a long time and also an incredibly short time in some bizarre way. Um, there was, of course, no Premier League last night, which is pretty much the only day in the last... didn't know where I was. Yeah.
4: There turn 10 TV on at 6 o'clock or whatever ridiculous time it is. Where's yeah. the football? It's back later. 90 Day Fiancé, what's this? <laughs> yeah, no, it's on tonight, isn't it? It's on tonight yeah. again. Yeah, Man City v Southampton.
2: Plenty. Pl- there, has been pl- there have been plenty of games played. Some people might say too many, but last night, none. Um and I just wanted a chance to reflect on what, what we've missed and yeah. what it's been like.
4: It's not the time to reflect, isn't it? It's a good, it's a good idea. Yeah, a year on, a lot's changed.
2: I know. Lots of you guys have been tweeting in to talk about what you've missed from not being able to actually go to the games. Um, Divvy Dave.
4: <laughs> he called himself that on social media? Divvy Dave. Dave, <laughs> have a bit of respect for yourself. For goodness <laughs> sake. Unless Charlie's just called him that. Maybe, maybe,
3: maybe Divvy's short for Divine. Divine Dave.
2: Nice idea. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Tell us, Ryan. Yeah. Missing my weekly dose of real football at a non-league level. The game in its rawest and purest form. A linesman who can't run. A midfield hatchet man and half-time dishwasher <laughs> tea in a foam cup that burns your mouth to pieces. Yeah. That stuff's bad, isn't it? Because you can't then taste anything for the rest of the week. I love all those things. but It's made it... me pretty nostalgic.
3: We
4: went to a Peckham game, didn't we? A Peckham town
3: game. We squeezed one in. That was an amazing experience.
4: Andy got in trouble for asking for a green tea, you remember? Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Peckham. And I, At what? a non-league game. No,
2: Peckham's actually, Peckham, exactly yeah, the sort of place actually, you would true. get a greens. I don't point. know what you're
4: talking fair about. Point. Peckham Town isn't actually in Peckham, though. To be
3: fair, that is the thing, isn't yeah. it?
4: But um, I miss I miss all those plates
3: almost all those things. I mean, they've rectified that by the way now. Peckham Town,
2: What, yeah, just because of you in your honour, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of too hot food in the reminiscences that we've had on Twitter. Steve Jones says pies that are hotter twenty minutes after you've <laughs> bought them yeah. than they were when you first got them. And and Kyle's on about bovril and the stench of a well used toilet. Are they separate things? Um, <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Luke? What, what um, have you been missing?
4: I've been, I've missed. This is a bit more of a um, an ethereal answer, but I've missed the appointment of football. Mm. As in, like, I know it kind of got a bit this way before COVID happened, and I think I probably complained about it at the time because I complained about everything else. But I, I like the event of football. I like the fact that there's loads of games at the same time on a Saturday. I like I like that Saturday Sunday. Generally speaking, our football, our, you know, our is English football league and English Premier League uh, games. Generally speaking, is an appointment to watch and. You kind of feel a little bit cut adrift. You don't really know where you are with things. There's certain certain games here. Teams will play different amounts of games there, and it's, so I miss that kind of routine of it. I think, mm. but but and I, I, but worryingly, and it'll be very very interesting um, to get your guys' take on this, and also how how people feel more generally. I've start, I've now got used to the idea of there being no fans in the stadium. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even register with me now.
3: It's think, it's almost quite overwhelming. I think when you see a clip of old old football. Exactly with fans right work, yeah. It's it's funny because um I think Leon published yesterday um an Alex Lacazette goal because it was four years since they uh beat Roma in a Europa League game. It was a brilliant game, four two. And um the noise when Lacazette's goal goes in, it's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing I miss the most. Yeah. The noise when the goal goes in. And mm. I think of all the stadiums where you hear that and it's, it's something that they've they've done really well at a new stadium in Lyon. The the noise when the goal goes in is pretty spectacular. I think it's difficult to get more than, say, Marseille, where I, rem- I remember Andre Ayew scoring the winner against um, Inter at a Champions League game I was covering. This was ages ago now. And it was... I, th- I think I described it at the time it was, it was a bit like a drum and bass night. you can 't just hear it in your ears or even in your jawbone. you feel it in your chest yes and it's amazing and you, it was it was like for, that you
4: asked for a rewind to the goal
3: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. it was It was like that when i I was a student and I lived up the road from St James's Park. I lived about like five minutes' walk away from St James's Park in my first year there and you you'd just be like sitting in your front room on like a Saturday afternoon and you just hear the noise of a goal oh yeah it's just Still, amazing
4: stadiums, right in the middle of of city.
3: Well, they're quite rare now, of course. Yeah, yeah. When
4: they're when they're full, I, I can remember going to a Portsmouth game midweek, um, and being and being late because I was kept behind at work or something, and legging it from Fratton train station. And you can
3: hear it all over that mm. area of Portsmouth. It's funny though, floodlights see- are in the
4: distance. Amazing, it's an amazing experience. We and we've lost that for for a year now.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's funny like seeing that goal. It not only made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, it was with me all day. I was driving back last night from um, doing the co-commentary on the Juventus-Porto game, and um, I played Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't even like Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> but it was the goal music that Leon used to play. It, it made me feel good, like really listening to it.
4: And see, so what you're saying is that an empty Spurs stadium playing the rude soundstorm every time as
2: a goal isn't quite the same thing. It's t- really not the same thing. i tell you
3: it. what, Kerncroft 400 has done bloody well out of this pandemic. Yeah, <laughs>
4: zombie Nation.
2: Love yeah, it. of course, yeah. the sound... Is, that is a tune, though, Zombie Nation. The Spurs nation. stadium is, has been designed to you yeah. know, really make the most of the crowd acoustic. And, mm, yeah. you, and talk about feeling it inside you. So, oh, I mean, it's amazing. And Kate, it's amazing. I love it so much. You know, that's mm. one of the main things I think most people love about football, just yeah. being in that cauldron of noise and excitement mm. and... And I've I've missed it a lot. I always think. I also think in terms of being at games. I always feel afterwards that I've found the perfect route to get out the quickest, yeah. and it's that little challenge <laughs> yeah. of trying to do that every time and being convinced that this time is the time that I'm like out to the tube station or oh. whatever. And I never am, obviously. <laughs> We're well,
4: getting 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 home from Spurs is like one of those fucking. SAS novels in the nineties. Do the job and get out as quick as you can. It might take about three weeks to get there home. There are
3: still people coming back from their last home game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, they're still travelling.
4: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I, I haven't missed. I certainly haven't missed that part of it. But the the yeah, it's 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 gone so fast, and football feels so different now. And you know, I think we've all had, for example, too much Steve McManaman. We have. I disagree with that. You know, we've we've had too much of it, and and we haven't had enough. I don't think um, insight into what the players are saying during a game. we we had some of it and we pick up on a few bits and pieces but do you remember that game at Barcelona they put which had no fans because there were some protests Yeah, and they released a video of all the players and Suarez yeah. was in their mess. It was amazing listening to them. You could oh, hear what yes, they were yes, saying. Yes, yes. Mm. It was amazing. Suarez was like slating Messi the whole game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I think, I mean, I
4: like I've said this on the show before. And like, yet
3: he was begging for more by yeah, the time yeah. he left. I amazing. I, I
4: said this on the show once before and I went to go and find the video after, this, and I couldn't actually find it. So I don't know if it's been removed. But in my mind, I'm sure I remember at one point Suarez screaming at Messi, <clears> obviously in
3: Spanish, don't call for the ball if you don't want it. To <laughs> Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> that that is proper husband and wife yeah, business, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hearing, no, don't don't say you're going to take out the bins and not do it. Yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> it is bin day. Actually, I can see why you're thinking of that right. down, down my end. No,
4: Thursday's mine. Oh, is it? We had to delay all the on the continent recordings. Do you remember back in Thursday morning, <laughs> back in the day, because uh, we had to wait for? It I to was go thinking through.
2: today it's good to be out because the bins aren't going to be
3: coming. Uh, yeah, Kate, he- Luke, this is too good. Let's save it for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, Yeah
2: um of course hearing the players is something that has been really enjoyable though i i love you know the chance to hear anything Anco- antonio conte gets up to because he loves to have a bit of a, yeah. a meltdown at everyone of Who- course we saw the uh, giving the- Giving the finger. I mean, I guess we would have been able to see that even if the crowds were in uh, recently to Agnelli. Who was who was it? Who, sort of that was
4: great. Who was it? Who said that? Uh, when well, Antonio, No, that
3: wouldn't have happened, would it? Because You're He, right. could, he is... could he could hear Agnelli shouting at him.
2: Um, what am I talking and about? It, exactly and, it, right. and it might
3: have looked like he was giving the finger to a member of the crowd who no doubt would have reported him. Well, that would certainly happen in England anyway, wouldn't it? More
4: beef. Someone yeah. said. Some want. player once said, "When Antonio Conte shouts at you, his words assault you. Assault but, you. Yeah. Which
3: there's that. There's, there's that wonderful line." Uh, he had uh, towards the end of the first season at Juventus on Buffon wasn't it where they were Buffon was approaching very nicely after they'd already won the title before the final game of an unbeaten season and uh, said to him is it okay if we talk about bonuses and Conte turns around to him and goes every time you open your mouth you're a disappointment to me oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to Buffon yeah <laughs> that's incredible
4: <laughs> oh my goodness me that's brilliant. We're
2: holding complaining about the foul given for Adama Trore. He's built like a big brick, sh- brick shit house. <laughs> How's he gone I down like that? That, that
4: was a that. classic. A great accent to that as well, which oh. made it
3: better. Tuchel it, was good the other night I thought with Timo Werner. I mean that's a <laughs> na- that's a nice little trailer for the way it's eventually going to go yeah, at Chelsea. Guys, that's what so the guy was saying yesterday. So you didn't yes. have to be German to understand that. You yeah.
2: don't have to. This is this was the context of the SMR thing. Yeah. Martin Tyler's SMR. It's, 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 has been something that people feel is good about this iteration of
4: football. So Kate, why don't you have a go at describing to our listeners what ASMR is? Well,
2: you said it's like a sexual thing.
4: Don't back on me.
2: I want you to explain your understanding of it. No, you don't want to. It's it. like words so. that turn people, no, it's like a tone of voice that turns people on. I, I, don't, I don't actually know. What? Brussels? You made it
3: like you knew? What, like John Watson? So no one knows.
4: <laughs> I, think, I think more broadly with Martin Tyler, he, sadly he's not. he's not the commentator he once was. I think we need to we need to establish and accept that as well because it's been a shame, um, but it happens to everyone. It happened to me about five years ago. It's one of those things.
2: Mm. Now you're pushing fifty.
4: Yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah,
2: on the upside. I've got a
3: distance <laughs> 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 with, with a pole. Yeah, yeah.
2: On the upside, the players are apparently, according to a study from the University of Salzburg, the players are actually much more calm without fans. Um, apparently, arguments have decreased by four point seven percent. I yeah. thought people would be less inclined to simulate or to, like, exaggerate their injuries. But I don't think that has turned out to be the case.
3: I, th- I think that is true. Ah. But in the penalty box, all bets are off.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right? You've got to go down like a seal. Yeah, I mean, Morata Mur- did that a few times last night. I mean, I mean, it's,
3: it's funny. Someone, a, a work colleague yesterday, showed me a picture of... um It was, it was, it was an old match from... I, th- I think it was the Czech Republic in the 80s. And it had a massive penalty box... In it you know, when you've got the edges of the penalty box are almost touching, yeah, the, 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 the touch line, yeah. And I remember thinking, A, my old school pitch like that looked yeah. like that, Same. and B, the penalty box was fucking massive. Why didn't I dive more, yes, in schoolboy football?
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, and that's so, why you're not
3: an international. Yeah, that, that'll be it, that'll be it. Too
4: honest. I can remember, um, this is a bit of a humble brag, so bear with me. Normally, <laughs> normally, I just do brags, but um, I can remember exactly that at school and I can mm. remember playing when you play on Saturday pitches and Sunday pitches around uh, where I'm from in London you don't realise exactly how much bigger the pitches are at, at the top level we, we were invited to play at Wembley right yeah. and we played at Wembley in a game and honestly it's
2: impossible crossing the like the, walking yeah, across gap, is exhausting no, but the
4: gap between the top of the penalty area and the centre circle I just couldn't stop laughing at how much it was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I know someone, some boffin's going to email in and say, actually, all pictures are the same size. They're fucking
2: They're not. not. No, no, no. They're definitely not. That's a known thing. Like, because I've, I've, humble brag, played on White Hot Lane. Um, back in the day and that was famously smaller wasn't it as well oh they
4: are no the professional ones between themselves are within a certain amount of parameters now yeah but the difference between them and a amateur pitch that you see down the road i'm with you i think is completely different but anyway that's that's a slight diversion
2: before we head off into the sunset uh let's have a little word on mark noble because he has announced that this season is going to be he's going to be retiring at the end of the season uh 2022
4: yeah one year extension i think yeah one year extension sorry
2: that just sounds like some mythical future future date but friends (laughs) that is the world we're living in he's yes so he signed a one-year deal and he said that that's going to be that's going to be it for him he wrote a letter to fans to confirm that he will be leaving West Ham he says it sounds like he sort of wanted to go kind of didn't really want to go. I've also had conversations with the manager. It's clear that he and the club want to build something and continue to take the football club forward in a positive way. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say that he's going to keep, you know, giving his all for the, for the club. So for is he basically,
3: season. sorry, is he basically getting the one year extension so fans will be back in? I when guess he, so. He quits. Yeah.
2: He's had three starts this season and he's obviously not he's not a regular anymore. But what a servant he's been for that club. 18 years. That's
3: something to really look forward to next season. Don't don't you think? The fact that
2: That he's he's
3: not going to play all the time, but at some point, just at some point, he's going to have a moment. He's going to have a Dwayne Wade buzzer beater against Golden State Warriors. (laughs) It's going to be amazing.
4: I also think that um, it's great that he is from down the road, obviously born in Canning Town. One club man, don't see that very much anymore. Um, That that does mean something and it should mean something. Um, he deserves a huge amount of credit for the service he's given to that club, but also to play that many appearances, I think with the exception of two seasons, I think one of those at the very start of his career, was in the Premier League the whole time, um, which is amazing for him. And one thing that also goes um, overlooked, I think, is the influence he's had on Declan Rice, who you guys were waxing lyrical about yesterday. He's had an amazing season. Got a, the world is at his feet, Declan Rice. He's brilliant. He can do everything. Um, he's said that Mark Noble has been a massive influence on him. Mm. He's, he's he's kept him on the straight and narrow, looked after him, shown him the way. And so I'm sure, I don't know what Mark Noble's going to do after he, he finishes playing, but um, it would be amazing if he could stay in the game somehow because he obviously loves the club and loves the game. And if you haven't read the letter that he wrote to the West Ham fans... Um, I would recommend you read it. It's touching. It's, take, it's a long old letter. He obviously means a lot of, of everything of what he says and it's a very touching read. So in the world of football that can be quite cutthroat and quite heartless in places, it's a nice little uh, island of uh, solace among that. So I'd recommend you read that as well.
2: It seems to imply as well that he'll be heavily involved in the academy at the very least. And of course, mm-hmm. his son is there, Lenny. Um, yeah, he's a man who's threaded through the history of West Ham and of course led them out uh, in their final game at Upton Park uh-huh. back in 2016. He's been great congrats Mark Mm. I'm hoping it gets a proper send off like Brass is saying yeah
4: We'll give him one on the Ramble as well. Why yeah, damn right. Don't, yeah.
2: don't use all your material, you, Luke. We'll be back to this. Uh, let's give you a big old send-off now. It's it's time
3: <clears> for up. us... Never come back. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fired out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: yeah, out of a catapult with Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Is that the best use of Luke Moore? Yeah. yeah. No, Discuss amazing. right in, show at footballramble.com. Tomorrow we've got Marcus, Andy and Vish in your ears. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brass. Goodbye. Bye for me. Obviously. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This was a Stakhanov production
0: and part of the Acast Creative Network.